train wreck, uh, which you know we all enjoyed a lot. One of the best comedies I think in quite a while. So we decided to count down our top five favorite comedies of all time on this week's Pulp Fiction, and jumping right in at number five, Rachel. What is your number five favorite comedy of all time? Uncle Buck. Oh, that's a great oh, choice. Snap. I'll say right now, it didn't make my list, but it was one of the, the, the contenders for number five that I hated not being able to put in. Uh, this list was a little bit difficult because there's a lot of things that could have done it, but I just love Uncle Buck so much. It's a John Hughes movie, of course, which means that it has a lot of heart and it is incredibly funny. John Candy is fantastic. Macaulay Culkin is cute. I don't know what else you want out of a movie. He's adorbs. He is adorbs. He's totes adorbs in this movie. Uh, Uncle Buck is one of my most watched movies. I've actually never seen it. Really? You can borrow it. I own it. It's, It's... And... And... You know, we it's it's kind of perfect. Judd Apatow is kind of the modern day John Hughes. I mean, he he'll never hit that high, but as far as like mixing comedy with with like real heart, real that's what John Hughes was. And even a movie called Uncle Buck, in which John Candy stars, amazingly enough, there is some real true heart. Like when he's you know bonding with the kids, he's kind of this you know frumpy loser type uncle. But he really connects with these kids. There's and his some... relationship with the two younger ones, Macaulay Culkin and the little adorable girl who's now weirdly sexual in her older age. She's in, like, girls and all this stuff, but whatever. Mm. I, I hope I'm thinking of the right girl. I don't want to throw the wrong girl under the bus. Uh, the connection he has with them and then also with the older uh, yeah, rebel some... teenage daughter is, like, really genuinely moving. There's some deep emotional moments between him and the teenage daughter. Yes, there is. But then you got, like, what he does to Bug. I... John Candy and Macaulay Culkin are both freaking hilarious in this movie. Agreed. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. I'm your dad's brother, all right. You have much more hair on your nose than my dad. How well, nice of you to notice. I'm a kid. That's... I'm real curious about your list this week, Rachel, because over the last couple of weeks we've been doing these, you've had a lot of comedies in your list. I have, and I left. I wonder if there are going to be some repeats in there. Well, we'll get around to that. Yeah? Okay. All right. <laughs> but I'm glad I got to mention Uncle Buck because I freaking love Uncle Buck. That's I'm really point. excited because we have it written down as one of our lists to do. I'm really excited to do our list of movies we haven't seen or like mm-hmm. we um, are embarrassed that we yes. haven't seen. I yeah. haven't quite figured out the title of it yet, but I'm not sure if Uncle Buck's on that list, but I know it's one I probably should have seen. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the DVD and then you're going to mark it off before we even get to that list. So it's not an issue for you. All right, well, I see Kramer versus Kramer still sitting over there with the yeah. streets for you, Rach. So where are you at? Did you miss that part where I said heavy workload? <laughs> I got a buddy who just gave me Cape Fear. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's a good it's one. Sitting on, it's sitting at home. I got to watch it too. De Niro's fantastic in that. Yeah, I just never was in the mood to watch it, but you know. And Juliet Lewis is hot in it. Oh, whatever. I'm just kidding. God. That was my joke. Yeah, I, 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 I knew, yeah. God. Actually, I just, she's just one of the most one dimensional actresses she I've is. ever seen. Sorry, anyway. Jacob, your number five favorite comedy of all time? My number five movie is Anchorman. Nice. The Legend of Ron Burgundy. It, it, that was so close. That was my number it, six. It didn't make your top five. I'm shocked. It was my. No, it's my number four, so I'll just jump in with you. 
It, okay, cool. We'll see Rachel. It was I, teetering right there. She like, asked me if I had, and, you know, we did the list for the indies, from the indie list, and I had a bunch of movies that came up where there was like quintets of guys and whatever, mm-hmm. and here we have four dudes again. Yep, that's true. But I think it's more so the stupid humor. Like, there's a lot of stupid humor that I just can't stand. Um, a lot of fart jokes and things like that. This one works really well for me. Well, it it's does. smart, stupid humor. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, I mean, it's hilarious. It, it's one of my most watched movies of all time. You're Mine as well. All right, cool. Yeah, it's my number four. I don't know. It's, you know I, think, I believe Watch Mojo has it as the number one quotable uh, comedy of oh, all time. Oh, it's so quotable. I disagree with that. I think my number one is the most quotable of all time. <laughs> but there are some great lines throughout Ron Burgundy. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, they'll probably be one that we drop as far as a, you know, I like Scott, 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 Scott. I mean, <laughs> Will Ferrell can be really annoying, and I think he nails it in this one. He does because this was kind of was this his blow up movie? I can't think of yeah, what, like he did yeah. a lot of you know cameos before that. Yeah, well, and I, I believe Old School was before. Oh, you're right. And that's what kind of like put him really on the map. You're right. But then Anchorman kind of shot him into superstardom. Yes. So. Um, but I mean, he he was on a run like nobody's business there in the uh, early two thousands. Between he, old was, he was an elf. Uh, so the Anchorman came out in two thousand four. So before that, he was an elf, old school, right? And then it looks like he's just a, a you know Zoolander, yeah. Um, you know, and the rest of these movies all look kind of smaller films. I decided not a Roxbury, right? Exactly. That Austin Powers. He was Mustafa. In Austin right. Powers. So it looks like just a couple movies before he really kind of came out. But you know, uh, another actor who I, I, I we just love in it was Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's it's um, like a dream team of like modern comedy. Oh, really. does Steve Carell? I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. Actually, I kind of thought he was one of the most annoying characters in it. You know, but Brick, Brick's still funny. See, I, I think like, Brick I think was he was hilarious. used just enough. Yes, in yes. the first one, in the sequel, oh, they focused right. too yeah. much. Do on Do we Brick. want to talk even talk about the sequel? No, because I didn't all think I'll it was say is in the sequel. Uh, they used him way too much, and they made him too dumb. Well, Agreed. sequel wasn't even creative; they just copied the exact same movie. Yeah, but it, but the original Anchorman, it, it's just hilarious. It's surprising. It takes all these these random twists and turns. It's endlessly quotable. Yeah, and the the scene towards the end where they had all the news companies, like newscasts, uh, go out, face the, off against each fights. other. That oh, was yeah. a great scene. <laughs> random too, just random. Yeah. Um, actually, that was kind of funny in the second one, just because who they got to yeah. participate. Yeah, the cameos they got were great <laughs> in the fight scene. Yeah. Okay, that's my number five. My number four as well. My number five favorite comedy of all time is Trading Places. Yeah, I had a really hard time with my number five. I got to say, I had like ten movies in real contention, but I had this to go to trading. Kind of a tough list. It was a really tough list. Actually, this is one of the first movies I remember seeing in the movie theaters, which is hilarious because it came out in 1983. Oh, you about so I was seven years old. Then? <laughs> <laughs> so I was seven years old. Oh, Jamie Lee and, Curtis. All yeah, right. I yeah. know, right? I remember my dad dropped uh, me and my brother off at the movie theaters and. We really thought Eddie Murphy was awesome, so we wanted to see it. But anyways, Trading Places, Eddie Murphy during the 80s. Unstoppable. 80s, 80, yeah. 80s Eddie Murphy is probably the best decade of a comedian you'll find anywhere. Eddie Murphy is my favorite comedian because of Raw. Yeah, I, I love the oh, lyrics too, but yeah. Raw Ron is Delirious. my favorite stand-up that yeah. I've ever watched. It's my number and, two. And Eddie, uh, I miss him so much in movies. And when he just kind of got to those... Doctor Doolittle type roles where yeah. he felt he kind of like Will Ferrell. I, it's, I hate when actors think they need to result to screaming to get a, a, a funny effect. Right. It doesn't. It really doesn't work that well. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Murphy kind of went down that path, and 
it drives me nuts because I think, and this is, I think his last good movie where he didn't do that was Boomerang. Yeah. And so Boomerang, yes, it has its problem, but he was just, his charisma and the way he can pull that stuff off convincingly, he was smooth, man. I, uh, I he love was, Eddie Murphy. He, he was so good. And it was a hard, you know, I loved coming, it was really hard because I love coming to America as well. But trading places and Beverly Hills Cop and, and The Golden Child and uh, all those things. But trading places, I can just, it's one of those I can pop in right now and I'll laugh just as hard as I did it's, the first time really I watched it. I didn't watch it as a, a lot. I've probably seen it, you know, three times over 30 years. And I think I probably, actually, that's not even true. I think I watched it for the first time 10 or 15 years ago. Tell me just why you think the price of pork bellies is going down, William. It's Christmas time. Everybody's uptight. Could we please buy now, Randolph? Right, but if you want to lose money, go ahead. What are you trying to say, William? Okay, pork belly prices have been dropping all morning, which means everybody's sitting in their office and they're waiting for them to hit rock bottom so they can buy cheap and go long. So the people that own the pork belly contracts are going batshit. They're thinking, hey, we're losing all our damn money, and Christmas is around the corner, and I ain't going to have no money to buy my son the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, okay? And my wife ain't going to want to... My wife ain't gonna make love to me because I ain't got no money, right? So they're sitting there and they panicking. They're screaming, sell, sell! Because they don't want to lose all their money, right? They out there panicking right now. I can feel it. They out there. They're panicking. Look at it. He's right, Mortimer. My God, look at it. It's crazy watching it now how messed up and inappropriate they were as far as like, oh, racism yeah. goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, you got Randolph and Mortimer, who are two really funny characters. Randolph! But the, Randolph! Yeah. Of course, that was from Coming to America. I love that that that, yeah. that drop in it. Yeah, cameo oh, it was great, yeah. You know, the, the bigotry and racism is like... You, you know, could get away with a lot more stuff. Though. Yeah, they couldn't do that now, but it was kind of a sad, you know, kind of look at how things were back then. You know, you think 80s, everything's fine, but I mean, it was... There that's, was that, well, that's an Eddie too because yeah. of, you know, I mean his stand-ups when he talks about homo, uh, you know AIDS and homosexuality. Yeah. holy cow, you can't do yeah. that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but Dan Aykroyd was really funny in this too. Uh, you got to mention him and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was fine in her role, but but Eddie Murphy, he trading made, places. I love it. He was the. <laughs> did you know he was the last the last star? I don't know the right words for it. That was. That signed with a specific uh, production company, mm-hmm. you know, before they, yeah, they, they had a contract for five contracts. or ten movies. Yeah. He was the last one to ever do that's that. That's interesting. I and know he that. brought in so much money in the 80s. It, he couldn't do anything wrong. And then that's when they decided to give him Harlem Nights, which he yeah. wrote, wrote and directed. And it was just the disaster it, it was. was. I finally saw that a year ago. It's no good. It is so bad. It is so bad. The problem was he, it was too personal for him. He, he looked up to Richard Pryor so much yeah. that he basically wrote this kind of for Richard Pryor and so I think kind of his heart was in it too much, and it kind of clouded his writing. Yeah, yeah. So Trading Place is my number five. <laughs> Rachel, you're never going to go down that path a lot there. So yeah. It's a good thing we went through the first two, two, the first two-thirds of this show pretty quickly. Yeah. I hope so. How many minutes, how many minutes are we on, Rachel? Uh, we're at an hour now. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's about right. That's yeah. about right. Yeah. All right, Rachel, your number four favorite comedy of all time. The Jerk. Oh, I, love I, the knew, jerk. I knew you. Jerk is so good. What's weird? What's weird about this and me is that <laughs> I've got to do my clapping and the Jacob's the over there being a poor black child. <laughs> I love Steve Martin. He's oh, so Steve Martin is one of my favorites. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Rachel. No, you're good. The weird thing about me in this movie is that I didn't actually see the jerk for the first time until I was in my mid twenties. Oh, so I'm actually right there with you. Um, 
I, I think probably if I would have saw it earlier, I probably wouldn't even like it as much as I did just because I wouldn't understand the humor. But it was so, so funny, like shockingly funny to me. Because by the time I was in my mid-twenties, Steve Martin was kind of past his prime, and I'd kind of forgotten how funny Steve Martin could really be. Oh, he was uh, hilarious. This is one of the most quotable movies to me. I just every time I see The Jerk, I love it. I love it so much. I quote it as much as I possibly can, and I, I think it's the best. Steve Martin's done some really great things. It's my favorite thing that he's ever done. There are a lot of comedies in the 80s that I haven't seen or or I saw when I was in my 20s and The Jerk was one of them. And it is definitely one I wish I could have seen when I was younger. But I was I was not allowed to watch, you know, movies with language and horror movies. So I wish I could quote and The Jerk. And movies with cat juggling oh, things I know. like that. I, I wish I could quote quote movies like The Jerk because when I, when I think of it now, I mean, I know I loved it and I wish I could quote it. It's such a good movie. It's such a funny movie, and Steve Martin, like he—he's he's actually like a—you know—he's like a genius, right? Yeah, um, I can't I've read think of the before. organization he's a part of. It's a you know well-known organization, the Mason. That's not it. Um, it doesn't anyway. NASA, uh, right? <laughs> but it's—it's it's amazing what, how he can play a role like that and just nail it. He knows exactly what he's doing, and this is no accident. He's—he's he's a good actor, and he's a great comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, he's so talented. I think comedians can be so underrated. Uh, as far as like what they can just with their talents, right? And, and he almost always nails his roles, even as he got older, like with movies like Bowfinger. Yeah, know, he's usually on point, and that's another actor I really miss. Oh, I love Steve Martin. He he was one of my favorites as well. That's uh, especially eighty Steve Martin was was really good. Uh, he was good acting wise in Parenthood too. That was another kind right. of comedy drama. Right. He was really good in, but. Uh, you have to mention the can scene, though. If you're talking he about hates the these cans. That's, oh, that's, 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 <laughs> he hates these cans. cans. Uh, so good. I, if you mention the jerk, you got to bring that up. Every time I write something and it's published, I always say things are going to start happening to me now. My name is in print. David R. Johnson. Cans. Sounds like a typical <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any Steve Martin on my list. I, I wish I did because mine would be like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels would be great too. So it's so smart. You know? Three Amigos was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I have the best Steve Martin movie coming up though. Oh, cool. later on in my list. Okay, Jacob's number four. My number four. It is ah well. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, it's coming to America. Oh yeah, that's uh, it was close to be my number five. Like probably. Yeah, I mean, this is when he was probably one of the biggest uh, stars in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Probably either him or Harrison Ford at the time. There's... Okay, Eddie Murphy is filthy in in a lot of his movies. Like, he drops the F-bomb so much. But, man, he can pull it off, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's so great about Coming to America, why it has all these hilarious parts of it, there's a lot of, I think, emotion that Mm -hmm. that goes into it, especially there towards the end when he gets involved with Lisa. Yeah. Actors like Arsenio Hall. Yeah, he gave us Arsenio um, Hall. It, it, I mean, he was he was great in the role too, and it's a good little like you know, a buddy relationship. Mm-hmm. I, 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 almost, I guess I won't say anything else because I'm kind of losing it. But that's my movie of Eddie Murphy. Like, because there are about five or six Eddie Murphy movies yeah. throughout the eighties that I love. Forty Eight yeah. Hours wasn't mentioned. I love Forty Eight yeah. Hours. This is I, I've said my piece on Eddie Murphy. I, I think I, I miss him so much. I love Eddie Murphy, and and he nails it, the perfect balance of. Of his filthy language, uh, combined with I think he's got really good acting chops when he's when he's when he's sincere, and uh, you know and, and his interaction with people yeah. it just seems so genuine. Yeah. Well, he was and nominated so, like, for like, Dreamgirls. 
Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And when he did that, I was like, oh my God, that's the old yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he just nails it. I mean, that scene in the subway where he's with her, and of course she throws the earrings at him and mm-hmm. whatnot. I, I, I mean, he just, it's like Amy Schumer. It's like when she gets emotional uh, in the movie today. I mean, he just, he just convinces me wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, in this movie where there's just ridiculous, you know, scenes where, uh, oh, heck, we didn't even talk about. Uh, where sexual, he, chocolate? Where, sexual chocolate. Yeah, sexual chocolate. Yeah, you can't talk about coming to America without playing yeah. multiple roles. Yeah, and that's why before Nutty Professor and, yeah. and Doctor Doolittle came around. Yeah, you know, sexual chocolate. He's like, boy, that boy good. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, it's a very quotable movie. I could go through. I think that's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s maybe one of his first movies. Yeah, because yep. yeah. he's getting that haircut, scene he's out smiling. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, man, what would you put in your hair? Oh, it's nothing but fruits and berries. You know. Yeah. <laughs> James uh, Earl Jones plays a James great king, like a great jerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's so so good. You know what's funny is that James Earl Jones and Matt Sinclair, King and Queen, mm-hmm. they also played the King and Queen in Lion King. In Lion King, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, interesting, right. interesting. Fact. Great choice. Yeah. Great, great, great choice. We already covered your number four. Yeah, my number four was Anchorman. So we are now at number three. Rachel, your number three favorite comedy of all time. Admittedly, a terrible movie, Encino Man. <laughs> Neither oh, one of you are going to have my back on this. This is this is one. It's just a per. It's hey, a personal. It's your list. It's your list. It's my list, and I yeah. loved Encino Man. <laughs> I grew up with Encino Man. I watched that movie. I could quote you the whole thing. I learned the dance at the end with my cousins. Don't even remember I the bought- dance. I saw I saw Encino Man. I think twice. Uh, yeah, keep you want to borrow it? A lot of the girls I knew in, uh, back in the day, they loved this movie. Really? I wonder if oh, it's yeah. a girl movie. I wonder if... Well, it's like, they love well I wonder Polly if Brandon, Shore, Polly Shore and, and, and Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. And poor Sean Astin. Fraser and those amazing acting skills. And poor, <laughs> poor Sean Astin, who's the best actor <laughs> yeah, of the easily. three. Everybody's like, eh. Well, the best man. actor and who's done the best... I oh, yeah, the, with Sean the best career. Yeah. Aston or Austin? I guess it's Aston. No, it's Austin. I always said Austin. Is it Aston? There's no, I think I think it's, 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 it's spelled Aston. We'll spell we'll Aston. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> that I, I don't wise. care. I was gonna say yeah. I know it's not a good He's movie. I really loved it. it. It's just personal favorite. I well, watched it a lot. I watched that movie a lot, a lot. I think it just depends on if you can handle Polly Shore. And I, I, like I Polly loved Shore. Polly Shore. I loved Son in Law. <laughs> no, I like I, I like Son in Law. Um, you know, I, he can be tolerable. I, I would say older, older Here, generations like Brandon, the they wouldn't like it. Here's the deal. As a child and maybe even as an adult, I had terrible taste in men and I had a crush on Polly Shore. You had a crush on Polly yeah, Shore? Yeah, I did. That that's what nasty. we're going to name this That's podcast. what a lot of girls Squeeze did. the juice. Uh, that's what a lot of girls, uh, that, when I went to high school, they loved him. Really? Yes. Do you not remember there was an EV, there was like an MTV show that was like yes. date Polly Shore. Like it was a yes. whole TV I it was series a where joke. people wanted thought, to date Polly No, but I Shore. thought it was like a joke. Like, ha ha, who would want to date I didn't think Polly it was Shore. a joke. I think it was I a wanted joke. to date Polly Shore. I think we researched it. I think we'd be like, hey, date Tom Arnold. I feel like it was like one of those type of I things. Feel, like I, I thought it was for real and I wanted Steve to be Buscemi. on that show. What I do like about Polly Shore is that he seemed pretty genuinely cool guy. Yeah, everything, sure everything, everything goes. Sometimes he just would take it overboard, and you know when they interview him now that he's older, he seems so chill and laid back. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I like him for that. And but again, when he starts, and I can't do, I can't talk like he talks. But when he goes on that road, sometimes it's like, all right, man, just back it off a little bit. Is it kill, huh? Meat group, come on, take the meat group. These are my favorite. Oh. 
Hey, you gotta be equal. Equals. Huh? 50-50, here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Figures hot on the outside, icicle in the middle. Two minutes. <laughs> but you like that, right? Because you're a caveman. Cool, buddy. <laughs> the beverage. I see, bro. This is what put this place on the map. Oh. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this here. Now, now, you must leave now, please. Look, Kashmir Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but still. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we think the juice. We the juice. No, 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 we think the juice. No, we need the juice! Hey, 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 just, hey, 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 We'll burp and say meat. Okay. I will say everything I see. Every time I see Icy at Seven Eleven, I think about Weezing the Juice. Yeah, that scene. That's about it, though. It's so stupid, but I'm glad it's on your list. (laughs) I'm glad it's on your list just because it's funny that somebody has Paulie Shore movie. Hey, I knew a lot of I knew a lot of girls that loved it. So it must be a, a girl thing. Maybe. Maybe so. There you go. Rachel's number three of all time is Encino Man. Uh, <laughs> nothing condescending about that tone at all <laughs> and we've reached a whole new low remember when I was talking earlier about people who I would recommend or not recommend Southpaw to shut it <laughs> Jacob your number three favorite uh, movie of all time or num- favorite comedy of all time my number three comedy of all time is the very quotable Office Space oh great choice um, that is a great choice you know I I Rod, I think Ron, I think I said last uh, a couple weeks ago that Ron Livingston, you know, became popular in swingers is how I should have put it then. Right. This is what made Ron Livingston. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because um, this was a very under the radar comedy when it came out. It was. And I had some friends who were in film school who hadn't seen it just yet. It came out in like what ninety nine, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. And when they finally watched it, they're like, you know, "That's actually a really well done movie," and it is very well it was. done. But let's just get into like all the. All the quotes that you can oh, take away. It's, from. I mean, Lumberg yeah. himself. Lumberg, Lumberg I mean, like, himself. I, I probably quote Lumberg. Lumberg on a and the Bobs. Yes. And the Bobs. Yeah. Slidell, this is my associate, Bob Porter. Oh, hi, Bob. Bob, pretty much go ahead and grab a seat and join us for a minute. You see, what we're actually trying to do here is we're just we're trying to get a feel for how people spend their day at work. So, if you would, would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way Lumberg can't see me. <laughs> and uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Tell but, him uh, space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. 
I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Uh, Peter, would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about TPS reports. Uh, TPS I mean, thank you. When I text to this day, I'll do yeah dot dot dot. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's lumber. That, that'd be yeah. great. Um, I mean, like it's it's he's really kind of just become a part of the vernacular. Like he's just a part of yeah. You know what, what people like. It's not even. I don't think people even realize anymore that they're quoting lumber. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of how we talk. It, it really is. You know, actually, not that Ron Lewison just blows out of the water because he's he's funny. It's all the it's all the uh, the, the yeah, he's a straight yeah. man. Though. He's a yeah. straight man. I mean, it's. It's uh, Michael Bolton and Samir. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, Samir. Naeem and the Jaw. How hard is it? Naeem and the Jaw. Not going to be working here anymore. It's unbelievable how, how much people quote this movie and probably don't even know it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know. Well, in the two, uh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Cox hey, is I, hilarious. I mean, Dr. Cox. I thought Mike Judge directed this movie. Yeah. And yep. he wrote it. Mike Judge yeah. is another uh, director who. He just like Judge Apatow, he he picks good movies. He's yeah. a smart writer. I was a big fan of Beavis and Butthead as a kid. I think I might might I might like it more now. But I forgot about Mike. You know, Mike Judge. Of course, he's doing Silicon Valley right now, which is right. I mean, just spot on. Yep. You know, just nailing that. Not genre, but that style of people, that language. And it's very smart. And, and we had the same situation in office type atmospheres. If you're stuck in a cubicle, mm-hmm. you know how wrong it is and how yeah. you know, <laughs> you're detached from the world it can yeah. be. And then you have like, you know, the, the, the redhead lady that sits across the hall for you and just does that same voice yeah. all the time. I've been in that, sh- that situation. Rachel's <laughs> yeah. been in that situation. And I, they just nail uh, these characters. They do. That's what makes office space so great. And you got to mention Milton. We haven't mentioned Milton. Milton. Did we oh, mention Milton? Milton. You got to mention the stapler. Like the that's town. become. A My part buddy of... quotes the. I said no thought. No thought <laughs> on the margarita. You know? <laughs> 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 no thought. <laughs> that's a great. Speaking choice, of so. a comedian actor, that guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. I can find. Yeah, it. but he's been in a ton of stuff. He, Stephen Root. Stephen Root is one of a chameleon. Yes. Yeah, he, he is because he's awesome does, as Milton. Oh, he is fantastic. And oh, there's gonna be one last. Of course, we haven't even mentioned Jennifer Anderson. I mean, she's just kind oh, of. Right. But I mean, Anderson, she's she's Jennifer fine. Anderson in, is, is, in my opinion, one of the funniest female actresses that's been in the last thirty years. Yeah, and she, and she was gonna because she's just so naturally well, likable for one. Yeah, she's, she's really likable. Funny. I'm a big Friends fan, especially the yeah. first six seasons, and uh, she's just naturally good in these roles. And so when she takes on movies like Cake, I just can't get on board with that because I love her as Rachel and I love her as. Joanna in this movie. But I think it tells you all you need to know about the characters in this movie when she is by far and away the biggest star as far as name goes. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mention her in our whole, you know, talking about it. She was just kind of an afterthought. She was fine, but these other characters made it so good. And a special shout out before we move on to the uh, copier scene where they where they destroy the, oh, the copier. Oh, yes. What that's great. my favorite. Feels good to be a gang. So, it feels so good to be a gang. I still <laughs> don't know or I don't have, have memorized the, the guys who rap that song or whatever sang that song I don't know what the right word verbiage yeah. is for rap that yeah. uh, rap that song <laughs> it sounds so uh, I'm, I'm white you're making fun of my say, age whoever doesn't know me man I am white apparently so anyway <laughs> but those were great great rap songs I miss good rap um, but uh, you know another movie where it's just great casting especially for a bunch of nobody yeah. in a way David Herman what did he ever do yeah. after this you know so that's my number three. I love That's Office a great Space. choice. Again, a contender for a my number five. Great cold film. Yes, it has become. 
My number three favorite comedy of all time is actually the best Steve Martin movie of all time. And we've talked a lot for some reason in this comedy episode about comedies that have a great mix of humor and heart. And to me, this is the ultimate humor and heart movie. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, Love I'm trying to think what, what we were missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, My, it's, my uh, old roommate maybe watched that about 15, don't know, about 10 years ago. Yeah. Have you not seen it since? Oh, I've seen it a couple times, oh, okay. but oh. you know, those aren't pillows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the chemistry between Steve Martin and and John Candy. I mean, you got the jerk and you got Uncle Buck in the same movie. So I mean, their their, their chemistry is outstanding. The writing is so good. Again, it's John Hughes. I mean, but so quotable from the from the the famous airport scene where Steve Martin drops about 400 F-bombs in a row. Right. Uh, <laughs> I want to, my effing to, right, right effing now. now. <laughs> oh, that's, I that's a great scene. Oh, it's a great scene. Oh but then also I love, love, love when Steve Martin goes on the rant where he's like, you're like one of those those dolls, chatty Cathy, Cathy. But it's not me pulling your string. You're pulling your own string. Oh, it's so so good. Do we see uh, Do we see movies these days where they have that many star comedians like pairing up together anymore? You know, like so. In this instance, we have get uh, hard. Steve, Steve Martin. <laughs> Right, so, Will but in this case, you know, we have St- we have Steve Martin and we have John I don't Candy, know. or you I have can... like you know uh, Bill Murray and or Dan Acroy. Here's and the problem with Eddie that. Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. They, yeah. I loved it when they mix it up, but you yeah. don't, I don't feel like you see that as Here's much. Here's the anymore. problem with that. I couldn't tell you the two top comedians right now. I mean, it probably. Uh, I mean, I Will, was joking, Will but it Ferrell would probably... and, and uh, if that's the best we've got to offer, why are both of us forgetting his name? Uh, Kevin Love, Kevin no, Love, uh, Kevin Hart. Hart from The Office. Kevin oh Hart. God, no. Well, but anyway, uh, as far no, as being that uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Carell. Well, the problem is like a lot of time, like they're all in Anchorman. They just kind of become like a group almost. Like it's Paul Rudd, Steve Carell. So it doesn't even seem like these heavyweights matching up. It just seems like buddies teaming up again. Yeah. Whereas I, I think that's what they were really going for with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart and Get Hard. The problem was the movie itself wasn't. I don't right. understand Plus, Kevin Hart. I think he is terrible. I think he's, and that stinks because I like King and Queens. Wait. Oh, you're thinking Kevin James. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Kevin All Hart. Right. Short, Kevin Hart, angry black you're man. Right. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's also not as funny as I think people make him out to be. But, uh, but Plain Strains and Automobiles, though, is amazing. My family watches it every year for Thanksgiving. Same, same here. Tradition. Well, not family, just me. <laughs> just me by myself. Probably, I just yeah. really enjoy watching it around that time of the year, every year. I get lonely, like John Candy. Aww. Uh, but like you said, there's it's it's really funny, but there's also a lot of heart in there too. There's like I remember the first time I watched it, I was like movie. tearing up. Yes, yes, the 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 reveal scene. Did we with spoil a twist that here a while back? Maybe we did. I don't but remember. Let's but not the do twist, it again. But the twist. When you realize what I feel like we did, I feel like I talked about this before. When you realize what Steve Martin realizes, I mean, it is like emotionally devastating, and like everything you've seen up to this point changes, and how you feel about John Candy, and how you know Steve Martin feels about John Candy, and how he treated him, like it's all turned on its head. And this is a comedy. Up until this point, you're cracking up all over the place, but your heart just like swells for John Candy. And then, of course, you know, there's there's kind of some reconciliation there at the end. Uh, but it's all done really, really well. It's it really convincing. But to me, it's the best mix of humor and heart there's ever been in a movie. Favorite scene? Oh, gosh. 
I mean, I, I, I probably, it really probably is the two that I mentioned, the, the F-bomb Airborne. rant and the, uh, I the really scene where he goes off on John Candy. Yeah, the <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> oh, bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. I really like the uh, the driving scene oh, where he's playing Ray Charles yeah, on the dashboard, so good trying to get his coat off. Like that's the, so good. I love that scene I need to so much. It. I've, only think I, I've, only, I've only seen it twice. <sighs> so good. Add it to your Thanksgiving it. routine. I, I know, Watch it I, I sadly really by yourself. It, but... <laughs> My, my buddy Chase just absolutely loves it, and I like watching with him because he just yeah. giggles like a little girl. Man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Planes, Train, and Automobiles, my number three. Rachel, your number two favorite comedy of all time. In case you haven't lost all respect for me from Encino <laughs> Man, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hey, I can get down with some Bill and Ted's, though. Whereas Encino Man. A lot man, of people apparently can since all this. Uh, the talk is coming out about making another one. Right. Which has kind of brought people out of the woodwork that are Bill and Ted's fans, which I didn't know existed because when Bill and Ted came out, the internet wasn't a thing. It's interesting and how it's, things do that. It's kind of a that. cult classic in a way. I it mean, is. It, was, it was a hit. It's this weird... Was it a hit? It was a yeah, hit. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. hit. Okay. It was, I mean, it inspired With the kids, people. maybe, but... Yeah. Um, I, well, I didn't I really care kid, much so. for it. It kind of annoyed me, but... Which is weird I, for I, a guy who says dude a lot. And but I never yeah. cared much for Bill and Ted. It's okay. It's all right. I thought it was really funny, and I love the the time travel aspect of it. I yeah. thought there. I mean, yeah, the true. relationship between Bill and Ted was really funny to it was. me. You know, I might actually um, might like it more than I think I do. <laughs> See, you're changing your mind already. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, it's another movie that I can quote everything from, and I usually I do quote it a lot. I tell people to be excellent to each other quite often. Uh, and it's another childhood favorite. I mean, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a better movie than Bill and Ted. But it, again, it's my list, and I really love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I actually didn't mind Bogus Journey either. Uh, that gets... And a Bogus Journey, I was I know you don't. Gone, but I, I love mean, it. Excellent I love Adventure, Excellent. way better. But I own them both. I really enjoy Excellent Adventure it really is a really good movie. And it's also, like, I think that maybe, maybe like, Jacob's first instinct was to kind of dismiss it in a Dude, Where's My Car kind of way because those are kind of the characters they're playing. But whereas a movie like Dude, Where's My Car really is just kind of dumb, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is actually really funny and well done. And, yeah, they're playing these kind of, like, airhead-type dudes. But they're really likable characters. And even though they themselves are dumb the jokes and things that they're given aren't, if that makes sense. Yes. 
I agree with that completely. Do you all think Keanu Reeves is a good actor? No. No. But he... I'm on the fence. He, he's perfect in the, for In Ted. the right role... But he was so good in Speed. He, in the right role, he's not a good dramatic actor. He's fine as and I love an airhead. And as Neo, as an action guy, hey, Neo, he was great. John Wick, he's really good. He's good He was in really good in John Wick. He's he good was. with action. But when he has to stretch dramatically is where the problem yep. lies. Uh, I mean, I'm not in any way comparing him to, like, uh, you know, Daniel Plainview. What's his name? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> um, but I, I just, it's something I always kind of battle with is whether I think he holds, if he can, if, if he holds weight. He's not as bad as his reputation. When, you know, his reputation would tell you that right. he's there with the Pauly Shores of the world, but he's not. He's I mean, better than and that. And even at one time, Ben Affleck, but. Yeah. I've already had well, that talk a couple weeks ago. Well, and in certain, well, like Devil's Advocate, it was probably his best dramatic role where he's going up with Al Pacino. Um, I, I think that when he he's... He was terrible in that. But but I think dramatically it was probably his best. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. He dramatically it's not very good. He does in accent, though. He does. He does. <laughs> but like he's he's never like his... Well, yeah, his accent was, was his in and out. His accent's pretty bad. But he... When he has to do like romance or emotionally vulnerable a walk type in the roles, clouds. yeah, he's he's really really bad. <laughs> Pretty in those. bad in those. I was just curious. Okay, Ray Jacob, your yeah. number two favorite. That was your number two, right? Yep, that's hilarious. Jacob, hey, you're, I just messed hey, with you. I just messed my with list, you. <laughs> my choices. Jacob, your number two favorite comedy of all time. My number two is definitely the most random on my list, but I absolutely love My Cousin Vinny. Really? Oh, that is interesting. Uh, that 1992. is 1992. It's a very smart movie. How long has it been since y'all saw it? Uh, probably since 1992. Yeah, that's really? what I was going to say. I mean, I liked it. I, when it I came out, thinking it was I watched good, it and I liked it. It's just so bizarre because you hear you have you know um, uh, Joe Pesci and uh, Marissa Tomei as a team. I think he was like yeah. 20-something years older than her yeah. in this role. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just... And she was 20 times hotter than him. Oh, well, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... If it's really been that long, I'll let y'all borrow my copy if you want to. It, it, I'll rewatch. It's actually one that I've wanted to rewatch. Uh, it I is hilarious, it's, especially when they bring in all the legal jargon. And and I think one of the best characters in this is uh, Fred Gwynn, who plays the yeah judge. the judge, my, yeah Munster. I, I have great memories of my dad just losing it every time he's on screen because of his reaction to like you know Vinny Gambini's movement around the courtroom. You know his. Lack of maturity and learning the rules of law as yeah. he's in doing this murder trial. Yeah, um, it's really smart and 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 I think the best part is if you remember uh, uh, that uh, Marissa Tomei did win a, a supporting actress for this movie. Yeah, I like I like murder movies mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, things like uh, things of this nature, which we don't have a lot of. I don't feel like court type dramas as much anymore. Maybe no. the TV shows. You In know, the 90s those were pretty prevalent. But same anymore. thing with like, you know, good like thriller movies. Anyway, but like their chemistry together, it's it's so it's so on point with their New York accents being in the southern Alabama mm-hmm. and how they stick out like sore thumbs, wearing their leather and you you see like it's how stupid they look and seem, but like how much heart they have to like their relationship to when like you know personal things happening with the family 
Y'all should strongly suggest. It's it's, it's a great movie, and it's very, very smart. Yeah, it's it's actually, I remember critics loved it. Uh, It was actually one that I've been wanting to rewatch just because I know that it's pretty well respected. I I give it a 10, even though it's like average is 7.5. It's a 10 for me. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, if if something's going to be your top five in a genre, it's a 10. To me, like, to me, all mine are 10. Is Encino Man a 10? No. Should it be in anyone's top five? No. But please note that I'm totally laughing at that because it's not a 10. But but you should give it a 10 because to you, if it's a top five comedy of all time, that's a 10. To me it is, but I would never tell anybody that that movie is a 10. (laughs) But My Cousin Vinny is actually well done. Right. This is an actual good movie. uh, A couple scenes to to, to look look for when you watch it. Okay. The scene where um, Ralph Macchio is asleep and Vinny first gets to the jail cell to talk to him. So he doesn't realize that uh, Vinny is related to Ralph Macchio's character. Gosh dang it, what's Ralph Macchio's name? It doesn't matter. Anyway, hmm. so uh, he and he thinks he's just uh, that Vinny's going in there to basically rape him in his cell, and there's such miscommunication of who what's what's happening. It's it's a hilarious scene, and then uh, pretty much every scene where Joe Pesci's in the courtroom with uh, Fred Gwynn, absolutely. I mean, it's it's so laughable. Yeah. Got to check it out. Mr. Gambini, are you mocking me with that outfit? Mocking you? No, I'm not mocking you, Judge. Then explain that outfit. I bought a suit. You've seen it. Now it's covered in mud. This town doesn't have a one-hour cleanest, so I had to buy a new suit. Except that the only store you could buy a new suit in has got the flu. You get that? The whole store got the flu. So I had to get this in a secondhand store. So it's either wear the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you. You on drugs? Drugs? No, I don't take drugs. I don't like your attitude. What else is no? I'm holding you in contempt of court. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. What'd you say? What? What'd you just say? What'd I say? What? Okay, I'm gonna rewatch it. I, I make a Convinced. pulp fiction now. I, I love I've my want, cousin Vinny. I've wanted to, anyways. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just looked it up. So oh, critics cool. really, I knew critics loved it. What are the chances that both of our number two favorite comedies of all time would star Joe Pesci? And Home Alone? Different. Home Alone <laughs> is my number two okay. favorite comedy of all time. I left that holiday movies out because if you're going to throw holiday movies in, then things get a little bit murky for me in the comedy. <laughs> I understand. And, and I, that's a genuine gripe. And I, I left movies out like Back to the Future. I felt like that was more adventure right. sci-fi. Right. I left out movies... Uh, certain like the Goonies, I left that out because of adventure. But when I, when I really got down to it, I was like, "Were you thinking oh. Elf or something?" Elf. No, elf I was thinking uh, a Christmas story would be one of my favorites. Yeah, Christmas and vacation I, and I would, have, would be one of mine. The, and I oh, think right. you should count those. Like when I get down to it, Home Alone is a family movie and it's a Christmas movie. But overall, re- really, the reason why I love it so much, besides those, it's a comedy. It I is. think it's hilarious. It is. And it's, I mean, it how's it listed? It's it's comedy family movie. Uh, I mean, I just love it. It's, it's my favorite Christmas movie. It gets me in the Christmas mood like nobody's, like no other movie. 
Macaulay Culkin is genuinely hilarious, regardless of what he's become and, and you know, whatever. He was an adorable kid, and he was hilarious. And, I mean, the, the gags in it. The, oh, where he just beats the hell out of the guy, the bad guys at yeah, the end. Is, yeah, yeah. I, I would laugh so hard at that when oh, I was younger. I laughed I so still hard. laugh now. When the, when, when the spider is crawling on uh, <laughs> Daniel Stern's face, his scream is so, it's so good. good. So uh, good. Uh, I quote it all the time. I, th- I, you know, it does have heart. It's written by John Hughes. It's, I just think it's hilarious. There's Maybe not I don't a ton care. of like just laugh so hard moments until you at the end. Outside of like the get your keister when the pizza guy when he's yeah, uh, you probably know it better. Than Angels with dirty faces. They're watching. Yeah, yeah like like that stuff. Keep the change. You people, filthy animal. I remember friends quoted that scene all the time, especially with the old man was kind of your what's he say? You're ugly. Yell no it, good keister off yeah. my property. Yeah. I'm gonna pump you full my of lead. Yeah. That, quoted that all the time. I'm alone. I, I forget about it now because it's you know it's been. 20 years it came out in 1990 it's but been it really 25 is years and it is a great movie and it, it's I mean, a fun it was, movie yeah it was the number one movie at the box office in 1990 I mean it was a phenomenon it's a likable there's got so many elements I mean from the the mysterious uh, neighbor next door and but how he ends up bonding with him and Joe you know, you Pesci the, Joe Pesci who, is so thought? funny in it he plays <laughs> such a good villain and Macaulay Culkin m- mentioned twice yeah, and that's this podcast true. too. That's true. Weirdly, it is. But anyways, uh, Home Alone, hands down, my number two favorite comedy of all time. It's a great choice. Thank you, thank you. Now, before we get to our number one honorable mentions, uh, Rachel, what are some some movies that you left out of your top five and kind of maybe were excruciatingly well, close but didn't get there? We've already said Anchorman, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Those are easily the six and seven, and I'm not even sure where they'd be on that. And they're definitely better movies than Encino Man and Bill and Ted. Hey, this is your list. <laughs> it's, your list. It's, it's fine. Your list. To Just making sure everybody movies. knows in case they go <laughs> pick up Encino Man. Yeah. And then later on they watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And they're like, that lady's stupid. Um, other ones, so far, early Adam Sandler has got no love. I don't know if that'll be anybody's number one. But Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were both fantastic. Those were good movies. Billy uh, Madison, those were fun movies. Fun Billy movies. Madison is on my honorable mentions list. Big was on mine as well. Oh, a good movie. That is a great choice. Old, I didn't think of it, but now I'm adding it to my honorable mentions. <laughs> old School, uh, another Will Ferrell. I really loved Old School. Old School was hilarious. And, um, the first two-thirds of it, anyway. And Arthur. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love how really much y'all Arthur. love Arthur. And just in case any of my cousins are listening, Airborne. Which nobody's oh heard of. Never heard you, of you it. You should have just left that out. Nope. Still leaving it in. My list. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't it mean didn't... like airplane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Okay. But I really like it. But you and your cousins will. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jacob, some honorable mentions for you before we get to your number one. I have a lot of Jim Carrey movies in my top ten alone. Yeah. So me, myself, and Irene. I just love this really? movie. I think he, I've said this before, is one of the most gifted Physical comedians. Oh, like, he's probably and, number one. And mm-hmm. how he plays in this movie in particular, he, I mean, I think it's his best physical role yeah. um, because of how he Him tra- and Jerry transforms back and forth um, between the, those two characters with schizophrenia. Uh, I also love Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. That's on my list. Um <laughs> Uh, Wedding Crashes is here. Oh, here's one. I, I just love Friday. I love Friday. Friday is It's hilarious. a great quotable movie. In the Friday 90, is really 95. funny. Meet the Parents is there. I already said Dirt Oh, yeah. I really love Meet the Parents. Um, yeah. I, I want to I point out The Naked Gun. Uh, I, yeah. I watched that movie good. a lot when I was younger, but I, 
as I've gotten older, there's just other movies I enjoy yeah. more. But Leslie Nielsen was so good. He was. So good. Um, just a couple other ones like Wayne's World or Austin Powers. A lot of the movies that y'all have said are on, because like, I actually made this list a year ago, so I could go through about, looks like about 30 movies, but I'll try and stop there. <laughs> Those are all good choices. For me, my honorable mentions, I'll just, I have a bunch, so I'm going to go through them quickly. Uncle Buck, Ace Ventura, the original Ace Ventura, uh, Tommy Boy, which wasn't mentioned at all, but I, I love Tommy. I said that a second ago. I love Tommy. Tommy Chris good. Farley and David Spade, their chemistry is so good. Uh, young Frankenstein. Yeah, that uh, should have been on my honorable I've never mentions. seen Young Frankenstein. Oh, dude, it's a must. It's yeah. a must. There's a lot of early 80s comedies I haven't seen. Mel Brooks' best movie. Yeah. Uh, the Goonies, I, I considered more of an interest. I left it off. Dazed and Confused uh, was really close to making my top five. I just put that as a drama. Yeah, there's some funny parts in it, but... Uh, I really feel like it's a comedy, but it yeah, is... That was, I mean, that was a terrible pick. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Big Lebowski was close to making my top five. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people live by the code oh, of The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Huge cult class. And while it could be on Rachel's list, it's not on mine, and it is a huge cult list, but I am just on okay with it. Oh, I think so it's there, hilarious. There are people I know who will argue it's the best comedy of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I have to, some friends. I meant to bring that up, uh, but I forgot about that. If my buddies Larry or Ryan are listening, it's It is it's funny, perfect. very it's, quotable. Oh, uh, I think it's It's the hilarious. second half of the film that just loses me. The second half isn't nearly as funny as the first half. Right. That's Agreed. for sure. Uh, once they get into more of the plot and the mystery and all that stuff, it's not nearly as funny as, right. as the first half. Borat. Borat was oh, one of the best comedies in the last ten years. Over yep. here. I, uh, I laughed. I, I laughed so hard at yeah. Borat. That's uh, it's got to be one of the hardest laughs I've ever Me had. Too. One. Me too. But it's because I laughed because you laugh to exhaustion. I mean, it's yep. exhausting. Yeah. Yep. But it was such a that is a great great movie. Uh, oh, I love that movie. I, it was it was a strong consideration for my number five. Uh, Weird uh, science. And, and it won a screenplay. It did. Yep. Weird Science, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Coming to America, Real Genius, Val Kilmer was hilarious in it, Austin Powers, the original, Napoleon Dynamite, Wet Hot American Summer, I added big because I cheated, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah, and, that's a good movie. and Zoolander. Those are all ones that are honorable mentions for me. Yeah. All right, and now it's time for all of our number ones. Rachel, your number one favorite comedy of all time. For people who have been taking notes on their Pulp Fiction uh, episodes, this should come as no surprise because we've talked is. about it before. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's Wayne's World. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I really love Wayne's World. I don't want to go over it a whole lot because we've talked about it before. Uh, yeah, go for it. I mean, what can, like, who didn't love Wayne's World? It's, it's, it's so, so quotable. quotable. Uh, it's amazing that it came from an SNL skit and ended up being such a good movie. A lot of cameos I, I, in it. A lot yeah. of cameos. I still laugh out loud every single time I watch it. I quote it probably two to three times a day without even realizing. Yeah. I use ah in front of things. I don't, ah, I don't even own ah gun. I use ah. I didn't even realize how often I used it until someone pointed it out to me how many times I say ah in yeah, a day. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're joking. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I know Brandon used it just this week. With the, it's like people in the do things because they get paid and that's just really sad yeah i quoted a lot too yeah it's, it's kind of like your movie so i let you have it but i really i didn't even put my honorable <laughs> mentions because i didn't want to like you know spoil yours coming up but it's i mean i love wayne's it's world yes. as well so, I've, I've, so watched it, I've watched it a million times the comedy well. is so smart and it and it really holds up uh, I, I think my most quotable line from that movie is 
I'm in Delaware. Okay, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. Party on, Wayne. Okay, we've got a new feature on Wayne's World this week, which allows us to travel through time and space. It's called Chroma Key, and it's really handy if you want to go to New York. Hey, we're in New York. I've got a gun. Let's get to a Broadway show. I guess kids get this. Oh, they love it. Or maybe you prefer Hawaii. Mukalakahiki. Come on, you want to lay me? Pass the point, mahalo. Or say you want to go to Texas. Howdy, partners. Let's raise and rope broncos. Let's go down to the floor. Howdy, y'all. Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Hi. I say, that, I say that all the time. Really? Hi. Hi, I'm, I'm in, in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> and I love how so I love how be. baffled Garth is. You just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiki, come on, you want to lay me? Then it's like, hi, I'm in I'm Delaware. <laughs> I think my my probably all right. Everybody's number one most quote. What was your most quotable? Probably ah. Uh, you do. I you say ah uh, a lot. I think it just comes up. Yeah. Most often. I own mine it. Is, I know you own it. Do you own it? I own it, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine is probably, I like to play. Or, like excuse play. me, I'd like to get by now. You've used that twice <laughs> in yeah, like the I, last week. I do, I week. do use, I like to get by me. now. Like, God, he, yeah. he was really good in that. Uh, Dana Carvey. Yeah, he was. He was so good. Yeah. It's a great movie. That's a great choice. I haven't watched Thank it in a you. while. I, I might just break it out when I get back home. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I, that's a good movie. Totally redeemed yourself from Encino Man. And then you totally <laughs> redeemed yourself. What a great segue because that is by far my number one movie. It almost made my top all time list movies. Did it? Really? It's in my top ten, I think. I think it's my number ten all time. Yeah. I love Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it's it's and a- I do not understand how this is not on more lists because I think it is by far the most quotable movie. And maybe it's just my generation, but I think it is by far the most quotable movie I have ever heard. Uh, it's crazy that you just happened to say that. I mean, well, that's what I was going for, but I, I, I got it. You know yeah. what? What works so well about Dumb and Dumber versus the sequel? Because you know the sequel was they were they were rude, they were mean. Every, yeah, they yeah. were. Um, you know they were racist at times. Yeah. But here's the big thing: everyone was stupid in Dumb and Dumber too. In Dumb and Dumber, they're the only two that are yeah. stupid. Yeah. And it, yes. so it's so it, yes. it works in that way because you can put up with these two dummies. Yes. Well, everyone else is like, what's wrong with these guys? How it would seem like most people right. would yes. react right. to the situation. And I, I almost spoiled it. And maybe I did when I said I have a lot of Jim Carrey, you know, movies in my top I, 10. I thought it was probably and, um Right. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I wanted to bring it up. But, you know, again, just Jim Carrey, I think, is so underrated as a good actor. And thank goodness he did movies like Eternal Sunshine and uh, The Truman Show. Because mm-hmm. Truman Show is also one of my favorite movies. It's oh, in my top yeah, it's, really good. it's in my top 50 list. And probably my top 15, actually. But, you know, going back to Dumb and Dumber... Okay, is it a smart movie or is it just so stupid? No, it's a smart movie. Because I mean, it's so, called Dumb and Dumber. I think Ferrelli, the Ferrelli Brothers, wow, I think Me, Myself, and Irene is a pretty good movie too, but I don't think they do very good movies. They, they don't, they for do the their, most their, part. They're stupid fart jokes, yep. but man, it works in this one. I don't know. What, what do you think, Rach? I, I do think it's it's another movie that's it's about dumb people, but it's not dumb comedy. Like it, With these characters... With who they are, that dumb comedy works for them. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's written 
it's a, it's, it's smartly it's, written. It's smartly written. So it's it's definitely not. It, yeah, the characters are them, but it's a smart movie. I mean, the when Fairly I think Brothers. Smart comedy is, I think of Arrested Development. That's the most genius smart. smart well, that's more. It's more like seen, comparing wit this is to a little comedy. Different, right? Yeah, okay. that, that's more wit. That's true. That's a good way to put uh, it. Yeah, th- those are more witty. This is this is broad comedy. But in a smart way. It well, we so, haven't even it's mentioned just it. So dumb. It is, <laughs> but it's... you know. But the Fairly Brothers, you got to mention. We haven't. None of us has mentioned. Oh, there's dirt. something about Mary, which was oh. really yeah. kind of groundbreaking at the time. That was. Yeah, it was. It kind of ushered in uh, this new comedy. It was. It was considered at the time very pioneering, and it's still. Actually, I should have put it on my honorable mentions list. I think it's hilarious. Who's that? I, uh, there's something about oh, Mary. Right. Right. Uh, I think that the Farrelly brothers, for the most part, make terrible movies, but I think they start off really strong with Dumb and Dumber, and there's something about Mary. Right. But no, Dumb and Dumber, that's a, that's a great choice. You know who we haven't even brought up in Dumb and Dumber is Jeff Daniels. Talk about shock, because, you know, I think his very next movie was Speed. And so uh, yeah. I go, because I didn't know much about Jeff Daniels prior to Dumb and Dumber, and so when I watched Speed, I was like, all right, you yeah. know, and it's like, oh. <laughs> he's he's actually a normal actor. No, he's he's. He, it was weird when he did this because he's typically a dramatic yeah. actor. Yeah, and uh, he. I mean, he's think about like actor. the snowball scene, yeah. the lick, licking the ice pole. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> Just get with it, goddamn number. <laughs> uh, he he holds his own with Jim Carrey the entire movie. Well, they're which is both hard really good do, actors, actually. Which is hard yeah, to they do. are. You know, I, some people will probably disagree with me on Jim Carrey. I, I, I think Jim Carrey is so darn talented. And when he, sometimes when he does some of these, especially the last 10 years, because he's kind of like turning into Eddie Murphy, which is so frustrating. And he's yeah. gone downhill quite a bit because I just love Jim Carrey. But, oh, Jim Carrey is um, awesome. His but, comedy but is I'm very frustrated in the last 15 years of his, well, 10 years of his movie. I, I like you, Mary. I like you a lot. <laughs> I want to ask you a question straight out, flat out. I want you to give me the honest answer. What do you think the chances are of a guy like you and a girl like me ending up together? Well, Lloyd, that's difficult to say. And we really don't hit me with it. Just give it to me straight. I came a long way just to see you, Mary. Just least you can do is level with me. What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Yeah. I think what happened was he started, I mean, he was, when he came out between In Living Color and and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Venture and The Mask, I mean, he was a huge, huge star and everybody thought it was hilarious and then he decided he wanted to dip his toe into dramatic acting and Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine And Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon were so well received by critics but audiences didn't really embrace that as much. It's like, yeah. the, cra- so it's like so- the crowd, you said, will go see uh, right. Southpaw. Right. Because it's like, we want to see Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's like, it's, and then so he then watched he kinda, this indie, like right. Eternal Sunshine. So then he kind of ended up in this no man's land. Like, well, what do I do? Do I appease the fans? Or do I do what I want to do and do this dramatic? Do I ca- yes, so man, I think Bruce it was Almighty. Kinda, and yeah, and I actually liked Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty I liked, and I liked Liar Liar. 
And as of his recent movies, I think The Yes Man was his best comedy. Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot lately. There, there mm-hmm. hasn't been much lately. But I, I think that's kind of what happened with Jim Carrey. And it, it was kind of an unfortunate deal because he's a huge talent that I think just kind of ended in this kind of limbo state. To me, now he just tries too hard. And I hate that because well, he's so natural. Too. And yeah. that's, that's the same argument with Eddie Murphy. They're so naturally charismatic. You, don't have to, you just don't have to try that hard. It's, think about the TV show Friends. Did you all watch Friends? Oh yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. so natural on how they how they reacted and corresponded to each other, and then you can just tell how hard about three or four of the actors, actually almost all of them except for Phoebe, who was the most annoying person, but she, she was, was the only one who stayed true, and because they were trying so hard to be funny, they're just naturally charismatic. Just yeah. if. if not like any actor is ever going to probably listen to say It'd be cool if they did, but please take this away from it. It's very noticeable when you see that, like when you're just trying that hard. You, you got the skills and talent. Just yeah. go with it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love Dumb and Dumber. My buddies and I sat at the lake last summer, and we we're like, hey, let's just name, uh, let's just quote as many quotes we can from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's awesome. And we went for an, over an hour. Did you really? We, wow. we, we kept it. And we were laughing. The I mean, we laughed for a hard That's for awesome. a good hour. About five of us would just go. I mean, That's awesome. You know, nice hooters. I mean, <laughs> I mean just, just little things like that. It, it, it was, it's, I, I really feel like almost every line is, is a quote, you know? Yeah. Uh, my number one favorite comedy of all time is a repeat from my top five favorite movies of all time. It is Arthur. Oh, uh, der. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I watched it as a kid, and it holds up today. It's a movie, much like My Cousin Vinny, that critics loved as well. You know, typically you don't think of comedies... Jacob just pulled up the well, Russell Brand. Actually, remake. made me angry that I pulled that up. Yeah, I know. No. Saw the frustration. Uh, but it's typically comedies are you know kind of considered kind of a lesser than when it comes to genres. See, and and it's got a six point nine on IMDb, which is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's funny because I've been in the comments section, and there's so many people that are pissed off that it has such a low ranking. I mean, six point nine is not two bad. Oscars. Yeah, won two Oscars as a comedy. Who? What, uh, what were they? And like, look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm sure the Rotten. I'm sure critics freaking loved it. Best actor in a supporting role, best John music Gilgo. original score. Yeah, and it was nominated. And Dudley Moore was nominated in the lead role, and it was nominated for screenplay, which for a comedy is insane. Right. Comedies do not get nominated for screenplay. That's why I could play Borat run, but Borat was was genius. Right, play. exactly. Anyway, but yeah, but but Arthur. I mean, critics loved it. I mean, and it was a big, big box office hit too. But Arthur gets overlooked a lot. Not it a does. lot of people. When you think of like classic comedies, people don't think of Arthur, and they really, really should. You know, it's yeah. probably forgotten. If I hadn't, you know, started hanging out with you all, I, I would have never seen it, and I probably would have never known about it. Right. right. I don't so hear it people needs talking to get about out Arthur. There probably a yeah. little bit more. It does. Because Dudley Moore was a '70s guy. You know, we were talking about right. our generation, right? And a lot of that stuff. You know, we didn't bring up any of Mel Brooks movies um, because you know, which is a shame. I mean, we should talk about this afterwards. But it's it's too bad with our generation that we're never going to regularly talk about movies that came out before 1980. Right. So I'm yeah. glad right. that y'all came with came out with Arthur. Oh, that's 81. 81. But, but, yeah, but it's pretty it, close to 80s. it. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the oldest movie on this list, probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about uh, Trading Places, but uh, that was 83. So I'm glad that at least something older came up. Go yeah. Ahead, though. And it's but it's I mean the acting is top notch. Like you said, uh, nominated for best actor and supporting actress, supporting actor one. The the love story feels real. It's really well done. But I mean, it is just a hilarious movie from beginning to end. Dudley Moore plays this dr- a billionaire drunk. He's super likable. One of my most quoted movies. I watch it all the time. It's, so, get this. It, it, so Steve Gordon directed it. It's the mm-hmm. only movie he's ever directed. Really? Interesting. Yep. I've never How heard of the weird. guy. I just saw that. Oh, look at it. He died, though, the next year. That's why. 
Well, that's a shame. <laughs> well, that certainly makes sense. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like a jackass now. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> kind of had our train wreck moment from earlier for the, bringing up the shooting. Uh, in the middle of a comedy song. But no, it's, it is. You, it's absolutely forgotten. If I could have one movie that like I made people that haven't seen her and her but it, and haven't watched it it would be Arthur Encino Man I mean yeah. Arthur but everybody that I've had watch Arthur from I really uh, liked it yeah see and, and you'd never grow, you didn't grow up with it or anything it holds up so well because the comedy is so smart I mean it was nominated for best screenplay so I mean that's all you gotta know and it's just a hilarious movie really really well done and more people need to see it I hate that it's been kind of forgotten you know, in the in the list of classic comedies. Do you all ever feel like the best screenplays sometimes should be the best picture winner? Yeah, because you kind of feel like, well, that you wrote the best movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious about. I'm that. curious what one best screenplay that year. I'm, um, I'm just curious. Talk about something. Give me a second to find it. Okay, that's fine. So, Rachel, did you like Arthur? <laughs> no, let me let me well, talk about I my best scene. It, it opened us from the very beginning, the very beginning moment. You know, it's got a kind of it's got a classic Christopher Cross song in it that won uh, won an Oscar. But he picks up a couple of hookers, and he takes uh, the hooker that he that that wins the prize to go out on a date with him. Takes her to a restaurant, and he's talking to her. And kind of midway, you know, because he's drunk, he forgets that she's a hooker. And he gets so upset because he thought he was doing well with her. Uh, but the, but probably my favorite line in the whole movie, the, the whole movie is is really fantastic. Maybe my favorite line, though, is the exchange he has with the hooker. Now tell me about yourself. You mean why I'm a hooker? Are you a hooker? Jesus, I forgot. I just thought I was doing great with you. Okay. Why are you a hooker? My mother died when I was six. Son of a bitch! What? Don't they know what, what they do to kids? My father raped me when I was 12. So you had six relatively good years? Oh, sorry. Yeah, listen, my father screwed me too. The, the the movie that beat out uh, Arthur was Chariots of Fire, and I am a huge. Oh, okay. well, well, that's, of Fire. That's well, but I mean, if you're a comedy and you lose out to Chariots, Chariots of Fire, Fire, I mean that I mean that's all you need to know about how good I, I love Arthur Chariots is. of Fire. And as a matter of fact, Arthur probably would have won between the other films had Chariots of Fire. Not Reds was run. pretty good, but yeah. you know, I, I never heard of Atlantic City or Absence yeah. of Malice. Right. So there you go. My number one comedy of all time is Arthur, starring Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. Good list. Yeah, that was, that fun. was fun. I was excited about this. That one. was a really Wait, fun. Did one. We, we all had, we, I think we had you and I had the same movie, but Anchorman. other than that, the five of us. That was it, it wasn't was, it? We had. 14. Can't believe y'all didn't have Encino Man on your list. <laughs> we had fourteen movies. That's yeah, good. that's good. Good. Especially diversity. considering comedies. I mean, it, it's a hard list, but I really thought you know Dumb and Dumber because it's yeah. the best movie of all time, guys. Um, <laughs> I really thought something like that, or maybe Anchorman, or I mean, I really thought it. Might well, there was come a lot up. of crossover between our list and our honorable mentions. Yeah. Like once you got into an honorable. Almost all of yours that were on your list, except for Encino Man, were in my honorable mentions. I'm, I'm also glad that you all and were Bill saying we're saying this like the you know the not almost said Steve Miller, the Steve Martin, or yeah. like the John Candy movies. You know, we didn't have one uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah, <laughs> we didn't have one Bill Murray. Yeah. I really like Groundhog Day, but it wouldn't be high 
find that for me. Groundhog Day, but uh, Scrooge. Scrooge, I liked a lot. Are there any other comedians? You know, we didn't really. Did we really say one movie that had a strong female role? No. You know, starring role. Ooh. Interesting. Um, what else? That's because girls aren't funny. Not till recently. <laughs> yeah, not till recently. That's <laughs> or maybe recently. maybe that's what I was saying earlier. That like although a, I did have a, a, a lot has Mrs. changed over the last ten years, as opposed to how it kind of used to be. And all yeah. of so many dominant male roles, so it's nice to have this balance again. Yeah. Um, now maybe it's because I'm a dude, and I t- I mean I pretty typically pick you know dude movies or you know guy buddy movies, and maybe that's just my own personal you know likings. But I have liked a lot of these female. Movies yeah, of recently. lately. Yeah, um, I thought it's kind of interesting. Were there any other comedians that we? Could, oh, we didn't mention one Robin Williams movie. Oh, and I love Robin you know? Williams. I mean, he's he's one of my. But he does so many drama act- movies. So but many like dramas. you know, Mrs. Doubtfire or maybe coming to him. Or no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. There's yeah, only two that really come to mind. I mean, okay, y'all go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just trying to the other comedians out there. Yeah, I mean Richard Pryor, but he's really more of a stand-up. He, yeah. you know, he did movies like uh, Sir Crazy and, and the Toy. toy. Yeah. I love the Toy actually. That was one of my favorites as a kid. Was the Toy? He was hilarious in that. Uh, George Carlin. George Carlin, but again, um, he's more of a stand-up. He's not roles. really. Yeah. He's not really a yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we must have nailed most of them because. Because I can't think of anyone we didn't get. The we didn't bring, we didn't bring up any of the Monty Python. I guess we kind of mentioned in I passing am, the Monty I Python I need to movies. start watching more Monty Pythons because that humor is up my alley. And uh, I have only seen Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. And Holy Grail is great. Probably should have made my honorable mention. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen it too. So I've only seen it once. I need to rewatch that movie and the rest. We didn't say anything. Oh, my, we didn't say Airplane. Cheech and, Cheech, I know. Yeah. Cheech and Chong was my uh, my dad loves Cheech and Chong, but that's not really our. Nah, no. Up and Smoke was decent, you know. but I'm not a huge Cheech and uh, Chong well, up fan. Up and Smoke the only yeah. one I was thinking of. But yeah. anyway, uh, that's kind of it for me. I'm glad you said Airplane. I'm glad we threw the naked gun out there. I'm glad Austin Powers was said. Yeah, I love Austin. I think Mike Myers between Wayne's World and Austin Powers really changed the way people quoted and talked throughout their 90s. In, yeah, in, in oh, a certain way, the, oh. between those two characters. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he created two iconic characters. Yeah. And again, honestly, he kind of did it with Shrek, too. He did? Uh, That's Shrek as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I did too. That's a great movie. That's a good choice. So, Love Guru, anyone? I've just, never heard of it. Just kidding. Okay. It, it, it was, it was one of the more it. recent ones that was really, really <laughs> panned. There we go. That is our favorite comedies of all time here on Pulp Fiction. Be sure to tune in next week when we're going to count down our top five favorite action movies of all time because we will be reviewing the newest Mission Impossible movie starring Tom Cruise. Thanks for tuning in this week. See you next week.